0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Kevin Vanderput. Thank you, Jesus. He's good, eh? And he's moving in our midst, right? And he wants to move through each and every one of us as well. And I believe that this morning. Um, We've obviously been in a, a... Please, like Pastor Clive said earlier as I'm sharing this morning, as God is speaking, stay in that same place mindset that we've been the whole morning, because I believe that a lot of what's been shared already, a lot of what God has been saying, he's going to say and re-emphasize again through the message. Um, You might not at first see it as a link, but I promise you that it all links together. Uh, We've been in a series on the book of Romans, and today we were looking at Romans 14. Um, Now, we're going to, let the word do the work a bit, and I'm actually going to read the whole chapter, um, and then um, we'll go from there. Is that all right? So if you want to turn to your Bible, Romans 14, and um, yeah, Father, I thank you for what you want to say to us through these words that Paul wrote to the Romans. It says, except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters, One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master's servants stand and fall, and they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own minds. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and give thanks to God. For none of us live... For for none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Amen. Amen. His word is powerful this morning. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister, or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as sure as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God, so then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacles in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ has died. Therefore do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, Joy in the Holy Spirit, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us, therefore, make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So whatever you believe about these things keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves, but whoever has doubt, doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. What a chapter. And you can think, well, he's talking about food. <laughs> and that's it yes he is but i think that there's so much more than that to this chapter. Now remember in the past few weeks, um, Paul has been getting really practical, right? He's laid uh, the, the gospel out for 11 chapters, if you'd like. And then uh, from chapter 12, he's answering the question, how? Like, like Paul, it's all good and great what you're saying through all of this. How do we live it out though? What does that look like in our lives? And he's answering that question, how? In chapter 12, we've, we've heard from, from Dave, the body, be devoted to one another, right? Be healthy in yourself. Dave told us all about that. In chapter 14, the the debt of love we have to people. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of that, why? Because the hour is near. Jesus is coming back for his bride. Amen. 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 All of that is happening for when, when we talk about governments and, 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 uh, and all of that. Do not behave like the world does, right? All of that we heard about last week in that chapter 14. And if you've been following closely, there's an underlying thing throughout all of these chapters, 12, 13, 14, even before. But in the practicalities of things, the underlying factor is love is love, right? Because God is love and, and Jesus was the embodiment of love on earth. We are called to demonstrate that love in everything we Do And yes, Paul is talking about food in chapter 14, but really he is talking about love. The need that we have and the the duty that we have to love one another. He's using practical examples that that maybe were causing tensions at the time in the context of the Roman church to say, this is the way you should act. This is the way you should behave when those things come up. He says, right, verse Um, 15 if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat you are no longer acting in love do not by your eating destroy someone for whom christ has died later on he says let us therefore make every effort effort Effort, effort 19. Let us make, therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. Paul is saying throughout the whole chapter don't be stumbling blocks become stepping stones, right? If you remember anything from this, is our lives need to become stepping stones for all of the people around us, right? Let us not be stumbling blocks in any way. Paul is saying, whatever your heart is saying about those issues, don't become a stumbling block to your brother or sister. Let us become stepping stones. Let us show and demonstrate that love in everything that we do in everything that we are. Now, I don't want this, this message to become about the weak and the strong. And, and are we weak or are we strong? And and maybe we're right in the middle. Maybe sometimes we're weak. Maybe sometimes we're strong. It's not an us versus them message. God, through the apostle Paul, is calling to unity. In all of it, he's saying, come together. Of both the weak and the strong, all of everyone, come together. In, in the whole chapter, in the beginning of chapter 15. Now, Sharon and I are parents, right? It's very recent, 10 weeks old baby. is great. We love it. But as a result, there are things we do because we have a child that we didn't do before. We behave now differently. It changes everything, right? Um, I didn't believe it until it happened. But it really does change everything, We go to bed hours before we used to. We don't sleep at night. There are things we used to do that we don't do anymore because we have a little one, right? Soon enough, he'll be crawling. Soon enough, he'll be walking. And then I hear that they grab every cable. They touch everything around. So you need to move everything around the house. You put some things away. But why do you do that? Because you love your child, right? You put those things away, you reserve some things for later, you change the way you are maybe on some matters, you adapt because of the love you have for your child and you want what is best for him and eventually as your child grows up and matures you can reintroduce some of those things you can speak and love and disciple them in a way that they understand hey, I don't need to grab everything every time I don't need to put, pull on the TV cable or whatever it is, you understand what I'm saying? As They grow up as they mature, as their understanding grows, we then act differently again. The responsibility is on us. And because we are loving, we want what is best for our child. Hopefully you can see the imagery between that example and what the chapter is talking about. In verse 1 of the chapter, Paul is saying this, except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. Now, the word there, except, is translated from the Greek word prosambano. Ah, I practiced a lot, but I still messed it up. "Proslambano." Do you want to try and say that with me? "Proslambano." No, you are not trying to say it with me. That's okay. That word appears three times in that whole chapter, and then verse 1 of chapter 15 as well. Here's the definition, though. Prosambano is used to describe God's gracious acceptance of man, and also man welcoming other men into their society. It can also mean to take hold or grasp of something or someone. Prozemblano can mean to accept the presence of a person with friendliness, to welcome, to receive hospitably, to receive into one's home or circle of acquaintances. Can you see where I'm going with this? This chapter is all about love, how we love people in our community. But then as I was reading the definition of this pros and bano business, I realized that it's not just about accepting as in maybe we can see as tolerating the people around us. Yeah, we accept them, they're there, we tolerate them. This is much more than that, right? It's grabbing hold of someone, welcoming them into the society of who we are, into our culture, into, yeah, who we are, welcoming them into our home, walking that journey with them. And suddenly God started zooming out from the chapter himself to say, Kevin, do you see my heart in this? And I believe that actually God has been speaking all throughout and the chapter the chapters of romans and and changing our hearts and preparing our hearts for what He is about to do in the this next season because I believe that God has been speaking, and we know he has, about the harvest, right? We were crying out, Pastor Clive was just, let us be a church that demonstrates our love, right? Let us be that church. Luke's heart, it was the same just now. Let us be those people that carry you out and that let those things happen through us, God is saying we need to welcome those people in. Maybe the weak, beyond just the weak in faith, are also the people, because the translation of that word also refers to people who are just in need, who are just um, uh, sick and, and, and whatever. So in that translation as well, I see the harvest. The harvest, right? And in who we are, we need to be a people that welcomes people through these doors, right? Into our society, into the culture of who we are. People that might know God, that might have given their lives just yesterday to him. Need a walking through, needs carrying like shoulder to shoulder, discipleship. It is all about discipleship. It is about love working through our actions and us discipling People, We are going to see people come through these doors, right? If we believe in this harvest, if we believe in what God is saying, get everything towards the harvest. Turn in the tide of a godless society. That is what God says that we are as kingdom faith, right? If we are going to see that, then people are inevitably, inevitably going to come through these doors. And what this chapter is saying is in your lives as the mature believers, as the church, do not... Just accept people, tolerate them, come alongside those people, raise them up in the faith, show them the way, show them what you understand. And the discipleship never ends, right? We are being discipled, but we are also discipling. And we know it's a season of release. Right? What was Pastor Clive just saying before I came on? It's a season of release. It's the silver tray service is over, and it's about the buffet style thing. We all have something to bring, right? We all have something to participate in into this harvest. Yeah. Amen. 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 In verse fifteen, Paul, uh, verse fifteen, In chapter fifteen, verse one and two, Paul goes on to say, "We who are strong are to bear with the failings of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbor for their good, to build them up." What is he saying there? It's not about you, right? Don't ple- don't do this to please yourself. Yeah. Don't do this to please yourself. It's not about you as the mature believer or the believer of the ones of that category of the strong or whatever. You are not there for yourself. Remember earlier in Romans, uh, Paul also says, do not think of yourself higher than you ought to, right? Sometimes we might think we're part of the strong, but it might not actually be the the case. And we, we ought to not think of ourselves higher than we ought to. But in that, Paul is saying it is not, about you. It is not about you. Then he says in verse 14 of chapter 15, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent enough to instruct one another. He's calling us to instruct one another. He's calling us as a body to rise up into who we are called to be and disciple each other, right? It is all about this discipleship. Let the goodness and knowledge that God has put in us overflow and influence those around us so that his body, the church, will be edified. And so, yes, to a certain extent, it's not about you. It's not about me it's about all of the others and don't get me wrong God still wants to speak to you still wants to work in you still wants to do all of that but there comes a point in each of our journeys as Christians where it's less about me and God and it starts becoming about what God wants to do through me to impact all the ones around me right and I believe that today that is what God is talking about he says look out look out at the people look out and see how you can welcome them into the society of who we are how you can teach them because we all have something to share we all have something to impart right you have the fullness of God inside of you the fullness of his spirit inside of you if you have stayed in on these seeds for long enough there is a deposit of the Holy Spirit in each of us." Us. And that is longing to come out, right? Luke was saying, hey, you got to speak out. You got to speak out. And in our lives, we need to speak out on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We cannot be a church that stays silent. And that deposit is going to come out. Amen? Amen. Amen. We all need to play our part. And we know we've been praying as a leadership and the words that keep coming back is release, release, release. The buffet thing, release. Through the body, God wants to do something. Sharon had a word when we were praying about getting ready for multiplication. Multiplication, right? Multiplication looks like something. And it doesn't look like just Some people doing something. If we want to see what multiplication look like, I'm going to show you really quickly for the sake of time we're going to do this differently but let's suppose that we start our journey with one person right Toby do you want to stand really quick so Toby is one person realizes what all of this means and realizes that man I need to take hold of this right I need to take someone under my shoulder I need to become a stepping stone to someone whether they've just given their life to Christ or beyond that maybe they don't know Christ yet but they have a journey to walk and I'm going to walk that journey with someone Clive do you mind standing up is that all right and Clive uh, ironically becomes that person that <laughs> that Toby <laughs> takes under his shoulder and walks that journey with. Now there are two people, right? But two then continue to do the same thing, right? So two become four. Caroline, can I ask you to stand? Could you stand as well? Is that all right? So we got two. And then could you guys stand as well? We got four. Now can you see how quickly the group is expanding? Now for the sake of time, we're going to work in rows, right? So if the rest of that row, can you guys stand? Is that all right? And then we we got one two three rows can the next three rows stand one two three so the last row at the back you can stay sitting now if everyone starts doing what Toby has started doing and teaching and empowering them to do then can you see how quickly that whole thing happened now we got one two three four five six now it would go two four eight 16, 32, 64, you're good at math, and you know the rest. That's the multiplication. For the sake of the, of the illustration, we're going by rows, yeah? So we got one, two, three, four, five, six rows. So six become 12. So if you guys at the back want to stand, and then all of you here... We'll stand, and then we got about 12 rows. Now, all the middle rows, stand. Look at how quickly that happened. Now, if these people start doing the same thing and realize, man, I got something to give in this. Let me welcome someone into my home. Let me teach something that, God oh, has taught me to others. Like Luke just did, he imparted something to the body this morning because of what God, it wasn't about him. Yes, God did something in him, but it was that so that he could release and bring it back Amen. and transform. it to others right and so if all of you start doing all of that well all of you can stand and all of you watching in church in the home can stand as well because that's how quickly multiplication works but notice two things toby is still standing right Throughout the whole process, Toby is still standing. It doesn't mean that at one point I've done my job and it stops. This mission never does. If at home, do you want to stand as well? If you're at home, let's the whole body stand together. Because the second thing is that we didn't start. We, we're not starting from one. We're not. Look at how many people are in this room alone, plus the other congregations, plus the people at home right now. We are st- starting with, a hundred, with hundreds of people. And if we all take to heart what God is saying, if we all let our lives become that vessel through which God wants to move, if through we, which God wants to heal, through which God wants to convict, through which God wants to bring healing, through which God wants to bring salvation, then how quickly should this multiply? Come on, because this, this harvest isn't going to just magically appear from thin air. It's going to come through you guys. It's going to come through you guys, through me. And we all have a responsibility ability to take in this this is the body standing as one right this is the body standing as one and out of those doors are hundreds and thousands of people who are lost hopeless who do not know left from right who are weak in so many ways who might, not, who might just have given their life to Jesus as well and need that shoulder and that, that, that light to show them the way. We are those people. You are here today and you are part of this body at this point in time for a reason. As God is speaking about release, as God is speaking about the turning of the tide of a godless society, and as he's speaking about the harvest and everything that's going to happen, he's saying that so that we realize, each of us, man, I'm part of this. I'm part of this. And not only am I part of it, I have a role to play in it. Right? And so we become stepping stones for the rest of the world. We become stepping stones for that harvest. Our duty to love requires something from us. Right, It requires us to lay down our lives so that all of the rest of the world, all of the people who might be in that weak category, if you'd like, would come and know God and experience the goodness that we have experienced and transmit it to the rest and keep on multiplying. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, I had to scramble all my notes into 15 minutes or 20 minutes, so it's been interesting, but... We all have a part to play in this. And this isn't about food. This isn't about uh, uh, the Sabbath. Yes, that's part of it. But what Paul is saying is, see the bigger picture. Look at the love that you can demonstrate to the people around you. Look at what unites us, Jesus. Jesus. It's about the name of Jesus going out. And how is the name of Jesus going to go out? Through your mouth. Amen. Do you want to just stand? If you've sat, I'm sorry, we're going to pray together. Is that okay? Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for what you've been doing this morning, Lord. I thank you that you are faithful, that you are speaking to us as a body. I thank you, Father, that you are challenging us maybe in some ways. But, Father, I know that you are saying one thing and one thing clearly. It's time for the whole body to play their part. Yes. It's time for the body to stand as one and go out into the world and speak the name of Jesus. Father, use us. Find us willing vessels, Lord. Let us be part of that multiplication process. Father, we are humbled. We don't consider us as strong or higher than we are to, but Father, we are aware that you have given us one and one simple mission. Go throughout all the earth and share the name of Jesus. Father, it's such a privilege to be part of this body in this particular season. Father, we long to see, as Luke was praying earlier, more of you, more of your move, more of your spirit, more of you released in our towns and region and nation. Father, show us the way. Show us what it means for each of us individually to take hold of these words and apply them to our Monday to Friday and the week after and the month after and the years to come. Father, show us who the one around us is. The one that may be weak. The one that needs your word. The one that needs a stepping stone right now and not a stumbling block. Because we all have someone. We all have Someone. And Father, your heart is for everyone. Mm. So Father, may this body multiply. Not so that we have numbers. But for your glory, Father. So that people would walk and know the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, so that they would have a life that is so much better than before, because they have eternal life and fullness of life in you. Father, I thank you that this is what you want to impart to us this morning. Yes, Lord. Amen. So maybe right now, before we finish, just say to God, if something is burning in you, if throughout the whole morning you're like something is happening, God, there's something bigger at play here. God, there's something more to live with. Just say to God, I'm here, use me. In this season we're stepping in, Father, use me. I'm part of this body and I want to play that part well. Use me, Lord. I can't do that for you. Father, I thank you that you have brought us together as a body. Every part matters. Every part matters and every part needs to function. I thank you for the release that you are bringing, Father, through each and every one of the people in this room, through each and every one at home. Father, the release of life, the release of your name, the release of your power. Father, we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father.